What's going on and welcome back to another episode of Film Fit where we sit down and talk with other creators and creatives talking about their processes and their experiences. Today, I'm joined with the David Oldfield. What's going on? What's happening, everybody? Glad to be here. So David Oldfield and I, we, uh, we happen to work together. And so uh, he's, a, he's a singer, he's an artist, and believe it or not, he's actually the fourth Rascal Flat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, little known fact. His first ever album dropped in... Yeah, it was 2006. 2006. Yeah. I came in strong with the spiked hair. He had the spiked hair, it was like the <laughs> Dutch angle, and it I was, was great. I was living it was, the dream. He, no, he was the fourth yeah. Rascal Flat, for <laughs> sure. Um David here, he's actually my first guest that is not in the camera world. Mm -hmm. He knows about cameras, but he doesn't do cameras. No. Yeah, so David David here is a singer, songwriter, musician, anything else? Uh, father no. of two? Fa yeah, father of two, husband of one, which I'd like to keep that way for the rest mm -hmm. of my life. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you've nailed it. Yeah, just I like to get my hands in anything I can, but music is my... Do you consider your dog a child? Uh, no, I do not. I love her. She's a golden doodle. She's like four years old, hmm. and I love her, but uh, I do not consider her my child. I would not have her in my family pictures. There's people that do that. I know this. There's I've people that like have their dog in their family photos. <laughs> yeah. uh, my wife and I are not there. We love we love Penny is her name, but Penny. we would not know. And Penny, see, for those listening, Penny sounds like a small dog. Oh, no. Lies. Well, Penny's Penny. 40 pounds. Her sister's like... 55 to you have multiple dogs we have one oh. but we bought penny from a place down in kentucky my mother-in-law went and bought her sister oh. like a week later and they thought they were going to be the same size but they are not penny's the run of the uh, litter so wow. i'm happy for that so david tell me kind of you know you've been doing this a little bit longer so how long have you well no where did you get your start kind of what was that inspiration moment of like yes i want to do music mm -hmm. for the rest of my life moment what was that moment right so uh music's been a part of who i am like honestly as long as i can remember my mom led worship in our church down in cincinnati when my dad would go around preaching and evangelizing she would sing special songs here and there but i just remember being young and having my mom uh my aunt, my grandma, all in, um, I specifically have one memory of them just in the middle of our living room singing, and I was just screaming at the top of my lungs. Um, so music, uh, as, as far as like vocalizing, mm -hmm. has been a part of that forever. Now, yeah. fast forwarding kind of, you know, through middle teenage years, I, mm. I am surrounded by a bunch of really amazing musicians, you know, people like Matt Hines. Jimmy Williams was a part of our um a part of our band back then and I was playing drums mm -hmm. uh, which you know one of the benefits of living next to a church is you have a drum set that you can go and just absolutely hit the crap out of in every, the middle of every whenever, day yeah. Yeah, whenever you want middle day middle night whatever so really started you know trying to fine-tune that as best I could being a part of a band being around musicians and I and that's when I started um seeing you know Matt Hines play the piano so good mm -hmm. and realized you know the range of emotion and everything that that does on top of the rhythm that you know drums had so I told dad uh my mom and dad I said hey I want to start playing the piano they said learn a song called in the presence of Jehovah by Christmas and we'll get you one for Christmas so I put my head down it's a super simple song mm -hmm. but learned it because they wanted to see you know I could commit to it before they spent a bunch of money on it yeah and that Christmas, I got a piano, and I fooled around down there until my dad tells a story because they got Michael, uh, my brother, a set mm -hmm. of drums the same year. And 
we were both down there making non-musical sounds. And my dad said, he remembers the first time that he recognized something that we were doing. And he oh. said it almost brought him to tears. Because it was like, wow, this finally paid <laughs> off. <laughs> well, not that it, it finally paid off. And it's, there's a, there's a end game to all the headaches that I've endured from the loudness coming from my basement. Yep. So, you know, I, I got the piano and just really started. Like, I have people ask me all the time, like, can you give me lessons? Can you, you know, how, how did you start playing this way on whatever instrument it mm. is? And even the guitar, the the latest instrument that I've been working to learn how to play, it just comes down to like you gotta spend time with it, have people to show you, yeah. But spend time with it and learn how to and how not to. Yeah, like I think, uh, uh like so many people like watch, um, well, musicians, but in any field, like you know, videographers and things like that, and they like watch them get inspired, yeah. and then they start doing it, and then get discouraged because they realize I'm just making a bunch of noise and I have no idea how to make it like cohesive. Right. And it's like, but you also don't realize that the people who are making yeah. those inspirational sounds spent 12 hours yeah. a day for five days a week. Those every sounds week. that you hear now were not that beautiful yeah. when they were learning it, you know, wherever they started. Yeah. And it's a process and people get frustrated at it, but it's like any other creative medium or learning of anything. Mm -hmm. Like nobody gets it the first, you know, unless you're born with some freakish ability, which I feel like in any kind of medium of creativity, yeah. we know people like that. Most people, you've got to put in the work. Yeah, like, it, I mean, like, I had, like, a quote-unquote knack for, like, videography and photography, but, like, still to the, like, I'll go back and, like, look at my work and I'm yeah. like, what on earth was yeah. I thinking? Like, how? It is the truest, like, yeah. measure, because it's hard to measure uh -huh. our own success, right? So the truest measure is to go back and look at stuff that you're yeah. used to. Uh -huh. like, and it's, but it's funny, because I don't, you probably, you may have done this too, but you'll go back and you'll see things that you used to do that you forgot and you're like ooh, yeah it's like, kind of good yeah, yeah like let me do that again yeah <laughs> the, uh like because i used to on my instagram i used to take pictures and like put inspirational quotes <laughs> over the photos yeah and i thought it was the coolest freaking thing in yeah. the world yeah but then i realized wow this is really stupid <laughs> but but i think but like you know that and for me like young younger creators that are starting and you see something like in in our mind you're mm -hmm. like yeah i don't yeah, I don't know about that, but to them, like that's that's, that's their what start. they're doing right yeah. now. That's like the yeah. So in in like especially, and I've I've said this before, like as long as you hit like basic things, like I'm sure there's basic principles of like mm -hmm. music. Yeah. That's like as long as you're following those, you can't really make bad music. Right. From from a certain point, it becomes subjective. Yeah. Well, you have like rhythm is a universal language across any yeah. instrument that you ever play. Notation. Um, like there's just like, the, the emotion of what you're playing, the heights, the depths of the, you know, the every, the, there are things that apply no matter what instrument you're playing. They yeah. just, you get there in a different way. So yeah, I mean, you can sit down and I, for me, a thought that kind of always was out in front of me is like, no matter how good you get, you're going to find somebody who's better than you. Oh yeah. And, and like that, that keeps you driving to know, like my goal was never to be the best at what I do. Mm. If I was, if that was my goal, I failed miserably. My goal was to be the best that I could be mm -hmm. and to create things, whether it be on a Sunday morning leading worship or doing music for some kind of video that you're doing yep. that moves people, yep. that brings people to an emotional place that you're desiring to take them to. But there are things like, like you said, there are, there's a baseline throughout no matter what you're doing that you can say, okay, successful. Yeah. It could, it, it, it checks the boxes and then anything from on top of that you know you're you're creating um these emotional scapes that mm -hmm. really that's where you kind of direct the flow of, of what you're working on 
If that makes sense. It does make sense. It does. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> because, you know, it's it's very similar. Like, in, in the world of, like, film, they're all... They, they kind of go hand in hand. Like, mm-hmm. well, art in general, all forms of art go, like, hand in hand. Right. Like, they, you all have this end goal. But more specifically with, like, video, like, if your video doesn't have rhythm, we call it pacing, mm-hmm. but if your video doesn't have rhythm, then it drags. It's too slow. It's Or you're too fast and it doesn't make sense or you fi- the video feels rushed. And so now you've missed your emotional mark. Yeah. And so now if, let's say, you know, you have musicians who are, out of time or whatever then you i don't know whatever goal you're trying to accomplish isn't getting accomplished just because somebody you know can't it, keep playing it's six crazy. eight it, like it yeah it takes the takes the entire like air out of the room mm-hmm. of what you're trying to do i mean the the same can be in like the, the any kind of video that i've ever worked on you can tell that if, if it's done right mm-hmm. the music and the video the go visuals and the sound go hand in hand yeah and if they go hand in hand it it broadens the scope of how effective that it can be um but yeah i mean it's it funny how you see the two worlds are like i can't i, I my wife can sketch she can mm. hand letter do all that stuff i can't i've tried it before i'm awful at it yeah i know my lane but we're sitting in our living room just the other day and i was listening to some dude like play the bass and it was incredible and she's over there watching somebody hand letter. She looks mm-hmm. over, and I'm nodding my head with the rhythm. Yeah. And she's nodding her head like an approval. And it was kind of like she noticed yeah. two creatives that are in different fields, per se, yeah. are having the same reaction to, to what two brings them to life. Yeah, yeah, and and that's why like I think art is so like uh, needed, right? Like mm-hmm. I think art is a more needed thing than like we think. Like, mm-hmm. but because. I mean, we've said it before, and I think we said this at the the table the other day. And there's so many, like, there's so many people that want to get into the world of creativity because it inspires people, right? Like, there's not a single person that art, in some way, shape, or form, impact. Like, yeah. it doesn't impact somebody. Like, art is always impacting someone. Yeah. So, like, whatever you're doing, no matter where where you're at, you're doing something for someone. Mm-hmm. It might just be for yourself, but it's still someone. Yeah. But nonetheless, so many people want to get into creativity, but nobody wants to go through like the creative process mm-hmm. like nobody wants to like like you were saying put in the hours because it's like there's so much stretching that yeah. happens in the creative process and so when one creator looks at another creator and says like wow what you're doing is good it's almost like affirmation of i went through this creative process mm-hmm. for a reason i went through this that and the other for 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 a purpose and it's kind of like like i i what your end result is great uh-huh. but i know what it took to yeah. get there even more so now yeah. that you've like like I bought a, a wallet off of a guy the other day at, at the Arts in the Alley. And, like, he it was a leather – and, like, he kind of went through the process of, like, explaining, like, yeah, it was hand-stitched and all this kind of stuff. And, like, I got into, like, leather goods for a really long time like because mm-hmm. – anyways, <laughs> I got into, like, leather goods, and I thought they were really, really cool. And so this guy, like, was kind of explaining to me his process, and then he told me the price of the wallet. And I was like, yeah, that's worth it. Like, beyond – Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, one, for the cost of the leather itself, like – but then also, like, you – you did this. You did it well. You mm-hmm. d- you hand stitch it like just my wallet alone probably took him five hours. Yeah, because he had to hand stitch it, hand stain it, all this kind of stuff. And right. it's like so much more respect went into this. Yeah, why well, no? Even in like the world of music, like if you if you have a if you have a uh, keyboard that you can just plug into your computer and you have access to a bank of sounds, mm-hmm. music is so attainable, which is great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Anybody can make music. But for me, there's there's a difference between 
between like a a, a canned sound. Uh-huh. Like you cannot replicate the sound of an acoustic guitar. At least I've not seen it. I haven't seen it done to where you can play it on the keyboard compared to picking it up, miking an actual guitar, yeah. and playing it. There's something like the to the authenticity of it. Yeah, I mean, well, there's something. I mean, even in like like the wood itself. Mm-hmm. You know, just changing the wood and like, because we went to the Taylor factory with Austin because yeah. he likes, he's big into guitars yeah. or whatever. And so we went to the Taylor factory and they like explained, they're like, yeah, this wood makes it sound more like this. Yeah. And like this wood makes it sound more like this. And it's like, there's no way you're rep- replicating that with a computer ever. Like yeah. just Never. like literally like the wood they made it with yeah. makes a difference in how it sounds. And it's like, you can't replicate that with a MIDI keyboard. Yeah, and or, like orchestration. Like I can, I can, I, I can get, I have right now really good sounding cellos, violins, mm-hmm. and you put them in there, you add some reverb to it, add some pads around yeah. it. It kind of takes that harshness off of it. But then you'll go to, you know, somebody drops a movie trailer, you go and listen to it, like mm-hmm. Dolby Surround, and you can hear oh my gosh, the, yeah. the, the, the bow going over yeah. the strings. And it's like. Yeah, because there's more than just the output of the sound <laughs> yeah, that I yeah, think yeah. people ignore yeah. when they're, or like when artists are creating like the, all these sound libraries mm-hmm. and stuff. They like ignore the. Yeah. Like the intricacies of the actual sound of the instrument. Like, yeah. you know, like when you're, I don't know, playing a guitar and like you hear somebody slide. Like yeah. there's. There's a noise there it's that the you don't get. the perfections and the imperfections. Uh-huh. I know a lot of people, that, that drives them crazy, that noise sliding uh-huh. down the stream. But for me, if I, I hear it. that, that's kind of every time I watch the national anthem, I, before I listen to what's happening, uh-huh. I watch the mouth to see if it's being lip-synced or, or actually sung. Yeah. And if it's being sang in that moment, uh-huh. impurities and all, I'll take Mess it. Mess up, yeah. Because I love that you took the risk to do it live uh-huh. right there in front yeah. of whatever audience. But it's the same kind of thing with 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 music with mm-hmm. all these instruments with that leather wallet you had like there's something about the authenticity of the yeah. steps in the process that makes it that makes it worth it oh yeah without a doubt yeah and you can't you can't have you can have good but i i, I feel like you can't have great no without that process no because like the because i mean that's one of our you know four core values right. here is like the process because like there's so much value that comes out of being stretched being pushed you know like because striving to and we talked about this i mean at the table with kyle is like there when you're in like in a in a pickle right like i mean was it you that asked the question of when you're in a like a, a, oh, a mental rut yeah. when you're in like when you're trying to go through the process but like you just can't like you just keep hitting these roadblocks what do you do do you push through it or do you find yourself yeah like that 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 to me is like the definition of creativity is yeah. like how do I creatively get over this stump? Like, how do I creatively solve an issue? Like, that's why artists are considered creative it's because they see an issue, they see a whatever, and then they find a way to achieve said goal. Yeah. And and as an artist, like, you have to embrace that because that's where, that's where the beauty of whatever you're in result, that's where it's born in those moments. Because I know, like, for me, for, um, for writer's blocks like that, mm-hmm. and you go through seasons of them, and no matter what, creative art that you're a part of everybody goes through some kind of creative block and there's sometimes you sit down and it just comes out of you oh yeah like for me a lot of times when i, I can just sit down with keyboard and it, you get a piano sound or some kind of sound that motivates me mm. a lot of times that'll before i know it like i've i've got six tracks tracks on top of each other yeah because you're just in it, it just you're comes. inspired and there's yeah. other times i'll sit down and ain't, ain't nothing yeah nothing's happening and you got to make a choice at that at that moment in time yeah do I am I wanting to pursue and break through this, or do I stop and yeah revisit it later? Yeah, I'm because not, there's absolutely there's yeah. no wrong answer. Yeah, because I've I've been with a 
project that I worked on a long time, and you get hours and hours into it, and sometimes you can't see the tree because of the forest. Uh-huh. And sometimes just getting up, going, spending a day apart from yeah. it, you come back, and it's like, oh, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, right there's like, your oh, answer. gosh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. I would have never been able to figure that out sitting there still staring at a screen yeah. trying to play notes and make it make sense. It yeah. just wouldn't have happened. We like it, like uh, I mean, most recently, like with the 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 Vision Sunday project, like that, like I like sat down and I just could not get my head around it. Yeah. And like I even found a track that I thought inspired me. And then like so I I got some clips, I started piecing it together, and like I had the timeline together, and I was just like, this is not it. I'm just not inspired by this. Yeah. So I highlighted the entire timeline and click delete because i'm like no like yeah. i'm not this is not something one i wouldn't be proud of it yeah. and then number two is like this just isn't the vision this just isn't where it's going yeah and so i got up i made some food came back and like found a new track and go. then like once i found a new track it was like ah yes and then it all kind of started coming together yeah but there's such freedom in that right especially <laughs> like like being able to just select your entire line uh, timeline and just hit delete uh-huh there's something to me that is a little bit euphoric about that. I know it's frustrating no, to get to that but, part, but it's kind of like, okay, that didn't work. I'm going to try something else. Yeah, like don't be – like, yeah, because, like, I have the power to click delete. Yeah. Like, that's not – there's no issue. Like, command Z. Like, if you, like, <laughs> if you make a mistake or, like, if you're just not inspired by it, restart. Yeah. There's – and especially in a creative world, most people don't have deadlines. Right. Most people don't. Right. If you have deadlines, it's not considered creativity. It's work at that point. Right. But still, like, and I think that like that's a there's a blurred line there, and that can, that could be a separate that can be a separate conversation itself. But yeah. I think since there's no, like there's no deadline, like just delete and restart. Like, yeah. what what are you doing? Like, stop stressing yourself out, but for no reason. But there, like, there's a there's a point there. Even when I'm working on music from week to week for our Sunday morning here, I I, I want to find arrangements mm-hmm. of these songs and how they flow together that we're trying to tell a story that is tied together with time signatures, beats per minute, keys. Yep. And so you're trying to use the tools that you have to put it together. Now there's times where I'll put a set list together and mm. I'll, I'll sit back in my chair and look at it and I don't feel it. Like mm. I can't, the songs are great, yep. but the, the flow together, I, I just don't feel it. Yeah. It's not because like as an individual, they're probably some bangers, right? But as a collective, which is what you have to focus right. on nine times out of ten. I mean, if you're making an album, if you're obviously doing a set list on a Sunday, so on and so forth. Like, yeah. if you're, like, the collective, if it the end goal isn't whatever you're feeling that week, yeah, then, it, you like, it doesn't matter that you have some bangers back to back because it's going to be one emotion, stop, new Start emotion, stop, yep. new emotion, and it's just like no, like I'm trying to create one overarching emotion. Yeah, but that's one of those like my favorite things from working on an album mm-hmm. and you have 8 to 12 songs of visualizing how those songs flow together yeah and seeing it from front to end because like on an album you're trying to tell a story mm-hmm. like we just came out with moments at the beginning of this year and we had those instrumental parts in there and like I just I for me I sat down and looked and said like after this song mm-hmm. let's give a moment right here then another full or full arrangement full yeah. let's go after it, drums everything maybe two of them and then let's give another like moment here to, to breathe and it's funny because you know you sit down and I after I got done with my project I'm thinking very rarely do I actually sit down and listen through albums the way that yeah. the artist intended yeah you sometimes just go and then shuffle you yeah shuffle. you shuffle or you find that one song and you just hit that one song but I feel like the 
where it sits at in, whether if it's a worship set, whether if it's an album, where it sits in your album, isn't it, it tells it tells the listener what you intend for that piece of music. Yeah. Because like for me, um, like I'm for, first song, first song's important, last song's important. Uh huh. And for everything that I've always worked on, my last song has always been. I, I always pictured people listening to it at like one thirty in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. kind of like just shutting down for the day, going to bed, and finding rest. Yeah. On every album that I've ever done, like that's kind of what I've tried to do. So where you where you put even you know in in your process of creating a you know total work, like the spacing of where you put these things, why you put them there, because mm-hmm. random. You know, it has a place in all this because there's a there's a certain place for random thoughts and all creativity, but be intentional. Like that's being intentional in creativity is not always order, but uh-huh. you know, a lot of times it yields in um, very significant uh, placement of things. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, yes, because like whenever somebody like whenever I when somebody comes out with a new album, I always like now make it a point to like listen to it from start to finish and yeah. then from there I'll, I'll pick and choose how I want to listen to it but like that first initial listen like I'm just want to like listen like yeah. I don't I don't plug the ears in to sing along or whatever I just like put plug my ears in just to like in, in intake take the information yes. yeah and because like you don't watch a movie and then just like skip to a scene <laughs> that's right that's so true yeah. like it, because each individual scene was constructed for the overarching story. Yeah. Same with an album. Like the, the entire, every single song was constructed individually. Yes. Yeah. But it's for the overarching story of what the album is trying to tell. When my kids first got into star Wars and I was like trying to show them uh-huh. the movies, they were like, dad, take me to where the lightsabers are. And I'm like, you got to understand gotta why they got the lightsabers, the lightsabers first. Yes. <laughs> so I, like I totally get, they, they wanted to just go where the action was, uh-huh. but the action is so important because of the yeah. circumstances around yeah. what is happening. Yeah. So like that absolutely like banger of a song on an album yeah. is like, that's a banger. But like, if you, and you can appreciate it, whatever, like everybody wants to skip to that song, but then like. It might have a completely different emotional impact if yeah. you listen to every single other yeah. song. Like I listened to one song or one album, but it's one band, and the entire album was on one time signature. Oh, really? not only one time signature, but also the same beats per minute. Wow! The entire song, even the slow songs, and it didn't they just feel did, monotonous. No, at all? even wow. the slow dog songs, they did it in like half time, and then they would like it, it was just that's but, an awesome concept. And like because the entire song got set up with the first the first song was called Click. Yeah, and. It was literally just like the click track the for like a minute, bitten. and then it's the next song started, and it then was like it went into you. it. Yeah, yeah, but like if you listen to them as individual entities, they all have the same feel, right? But like whatever, but like if you listen to them like in sequential order, it's like this like roller the coaster. Reasoning. You missed the reason. One overarching song. Yeah. It was the end goal. Was like the song technically never stops. Yeah, it's the same signature, same times, beats per minute, and so like one song would just stop. And then, like, slowly flow into the next one. It's just like, oh my gosh. But I mean, I feel like even even in in music, like the album is your book. Yeah. So you're writing chapter by chapter, and, and the same thing you said with movies, but the you you do sort of lose the why. And I kind of I listen to music selectively because a lot of times I'm listening to it based on, you know, 
when I'm listening to the like a Christian genre, does this work for us on a Sunday morning? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want this to be a part of our set kind, yeah. kind of things? And and so when I'm listening, I've gotten to a bad habit of that. I had somebody who came up me years ago and said, "Hey, what song are you listening to right now?" Because they knew, they knew I'd get locked in on a song, uh-huh, and then want to do it. That and way. when I feel it, like I'm and and I'm 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 an arrangement first kind of guy. Uh-huh. My wife is a lyrics person, so if it's got good lyrics, the arrangement could be terrible, and she loves a song. Yeah, if the arrangement's terrible to me, I don't really care about it. it could be the greatest song ever written move me with your music and your melody uh-huh. and it's just it's funny how even we just we all hear songs so differently oh gosh on yeah. top of that but I'll, I'll get locked in on a song because again it goes back to that whole thing like it moves me it grooves me uh-huh. and if and if it brings me to an emotional state like i'm there so there's i mean there, yeah. there's exceptions to every rule i mean if you if you like and also like you just kind of look at everybody's like their medium of creativity right like so like if you look at aaron like what does she do it as like a creative thing? Like she writes yeah. words, right? Really cool. Makes a whole lot of sense. But like words to her are moving. Yeah. To you, the music is moving. Yeah. Obviously, the combination of those two creates a song. Yeah. So it's like, oh, sweet, cool. That works out. <laughs> yeah, and they're both equally important because that's yeah. what she always makes fun of me. Because I'll be like, hey, check this song out, and she'll be like, I don't. I don't are you get listening it. to the words? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. You're listening to the wrong thing. But yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's funny because you need both of those to create uh-huh. a great song. If you're putting out half a product, yeah, you know, and there's a lot of people who do that, and it, you know, it, it is what it is. But to me, it's music got, has got to move me, and I think that's that's good to be in a team like I am with my wife, because mm-hmm. now I'm listening to the lyrics. What's this song saying? Yeah, like because now it's not like it it, it it kind of forces you to like listen to the overall. It does. Yeah, like, and not just get honed in on what's, like, cool about it or yeah. what what's moving about it. And, like, you – like, I think that's what's cool about music in particular. It's, like, you can tell when somebody's just putting out music just to, for the sake of putting out music, like yeah. a like a record label. It's, like, oh, hey, it's, it's that time of year again. Yep. You got to put out a, a song. And it's, like, I would rather an artist go dark for, like, two years, but then when they come back, it, like, it's just everything they that inspired him in one – it's, like, it, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I want. Like, I don't want a half-done album. I don't want to – I don't know. But that's like, the day we live in. Like, you turn you turn your radio it's on. It's like fast food art. Yeah, that's 100% what it is. You could turn your radio on this week. There's a set of songs. Uh-huh. Next, Next week, week new, set, new of set of songs. And they all sound the same. Like, if you literally step back for a minute, you've got that – that kind of yeah. like it's, it's like a formula yeah, yeah. it's a hundred percent formula and for me like formula has no place in in like the artistry of music no like i understand there's a formula in you know depending on what your goal is like if you yeah. want to make a full arrangement you got to have a b c d represented yeah. on the track but formula but what creating, those a b c and d are is what's formulated they're right. saying a needs to be this yeah b needs to be this so on and so forth for it to be a successful song right it's like that's not particularly true but then again not only do we have fast food like musicians but we also have fast food consumers yeah we yeah. have we have people sitting there and complaining and saying like oh like why aren't you putting out an album like what where's that where's it at like it's been a year it's like well because i'm not inspired by it like me as an artist respects you as a consumer enough to say i'm not going to put out a half done product right where but whereas the you know you have record labels and things like that saying like no like we need music yeah. so that we can make money. And it's like, oh, okay. But even in leading worship, what, like I run into that mindset as uh-huh. well. Because you'll have, you know, group A releases an album. Mm-hmm. And and I'll, I'll get those. I'll People send me those songs, and I've, I've already seen it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went through a season of time where it was really just difficult for me to even think about doing songs. Because there was such this, like, hunger 
to just do new the new stuff yeah. and i'm and i'm i've been down this path before i know i'm like i'm thinking to myself if we do this new song we'll do it for two weeks you'll be ready for what's next yeah and like that's a really bad place to be at, especially in in a spiritual sense of give me what's next give me what's next yeah and not being able to actually sit and appreciate what's now what's happening right yeah. now yeah and i think a lot of people yeah because so many people are like chasing the new and they get excited like oh somebody announces they're making an album so they're chasing that right and you know let's say you know x artist says i'm releasing an album in october well now from any any music from now to october will not be enjoyed because yeah. all it is is the anticipation for yeah. the next thing it's like playing with a toy in november when you know christmas is coming <laughs> exactly it's like what like why why would yeah. i play with the old when the like when the new is coming it's yeah. like i think we're allowed to look forward to the new but like we can't stop appreciating the now yeah you know like because now is now once was the new right therefore we should still be just as excited for now as we would be for later yeah because it, it, it absolutely impacts how like your personal walking journey like i feel like when you go from new to new like i have songs mm -hmm. as soon as they come on i feel like we all probably have songs like this as soon as i hear that first sound that comes uh -huh. from that song it takes me back to a very specific moment uh -huh. or a season of life or whatever it might be even a an, an actual physical place yeah takes you back and reminds you of that and that's the power of music and i feel like back you know back when i was younger uh -huh. they, they, people were coming out with music they've been coming out with music for a long time but not like today by yeah. today's standards i mean yeah i mean just in the in the pop world this month i mean i can count on one two three there's five massive artists just this month that are releasing like yeah massive albums yeah and it's like Slow down. Like, and I need a second to take all this yeah, in. Yeah, and what's unfortunate about that is, like, there's a song that could have absolutely affected you mentally, emotionally, mm -hmm. spiritually, that if you're moving on to the next one, you have, it's almost like you've abandoned. I almost missed that. Yes. Like, I could have missed it. Even. Yeah. Yeah, like. I mean, there's songs, I, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm as guilty as this as anybody. I'll hear a song, you know, if I'm just uh, shuffling through, like, my, my phone, and a song come up, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I, I totally forgot about uh -huh. this song. And it was an important song to me at a, at a point in time. Yeah, in it, life. it like really impacted you too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you just so it's it's like you forsake that that part of what happened. Yeah, like almost. Yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah. I, I do agree. Um, so what like you have uh, what inspired you to like do the moments album? That's what it's called. Well, Aaron and I we we'd been writing for a long time. Like we had we still have songs. Um, like cataloged mm -hmm. that are not finished that have just kind of been sitting around and then uh, my wife has really started doing music with me in the last couple of years mm -hmm. and so we started writing songs so i had some a couple songs that i had you know i want to do these songs yeah. so bring them up let's finish them and then aaron began to write lyrics and i put music to them which is another great application for what we were talking about earlier yeah um and so we sat down and it was a lot of it happened over quarantine last year because we you know we had all yep. these thoughts these things we wanted to do but you know a lot of times we just didn't have the time so when you're sitting at home for i can't remember how big two months three months we were all just everything was shut down yeah you couldn't do anything yeah yeah uh kids didn't have school they were doing online learning so we weren't going anywhere kind of stuff um so i you know we, we talked about this at the table too I I took that opportunity in myself to really press into being creative yeah. and it started with those um, I, I called it, I put it on YouTube, um, like a feelings series. Uh -huh. It's really cool because there was four songs on there 
and I had Aaron create graphics and each of them was a different color and a shape mm-hmm. that represented what that emotion was that we were trying to convey. And then the, the, the title of that feeling series was all those shapes and colors combined. That's sweet. So, yeah. So it was, I mean, if it, why did I not know about this? Well, because we never really explained it, but that's, I love that about art and creativity. Is, yeah. But so we started with that feelings. And so we had these, these just moving pieces of piano that were not uh-huh. overly difficult. They were easy. They, they, they were, it was just, a, it was kind of like a, I, I, I did it as kind of a mind dump. I just wanted to play and okay. just let all that stuff yeah, that was trapped out. up in yeah. my head fall out. Yeah. And so we thought this would be good for moments. Let's bring people to these moments uh-huh. in which they can just <sighs> breathe yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then we started putting those other songs around there. We had a couple songs that, you know, uh, that were, you know, up around like 90 beats per minute and we put them up against the other songs and against the moment again the uh-huh. why of the album with that that doesn't make sense yeah i don't want to be taking people to a yeah. when we're trying to really uh, to de- de- <laughs> declutter them from everything that covid brought uh-huh. emotionally yeah and so you know we wrote a lot of a lot of songs in there like peace was a song um and peace was a song that i wrote when uh when Brent Sayers a couple uh, years mm. ago passed away and I wrote that song peace, you know, it was yeah. you're full of compassion. You know how deeply feel. And it, that was a process song that I've been keeping for a long time. Uh-huh. And I thought that whole idea of peace in one of the most difficult losses of my life yeah. still to this day is that the, the peace that God brought to me back then is uh-huh. the same peace that he has now. now. Uh-huh. And so you're introducing like all these, it was, it just, it was like, I was taking all these pieces that we had had, and put them together, mm-hmm. and, and it didn't fit really well. And we were able to also put a couple songs on there that Aaron wrote the lyrics on, so it was kind of first production kind of style for her. And it was uh, it was first like full production for me. I yeah. I kind of from the front to the back. Um, you did the mixing too, did right? The mixing, did recorded everything myself, played everything myself, which is good and bad mm-hmm. because you know <laughs> the good thing when you're playing everything yourself is I, if I if I feel inspired to play a part at one o'clock in the morning. You I can go get turn up my and stuff do that. on yeah. and go do it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, moments was moments was designed with this idea to give everybody a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't trying to impress anybody. We weren't trying to, you know, write songs that were going to go nationwide. We, I, I really care because I'm I'm very pastoral in my approach to music. Uh-huh. I believe that there is a purpose, a multi layer purpose. Mm-hmm. One, giving God glory, and two, I see the the ability for music to bring people to a place uh-huh. to realign them. And again, our goal is to give God glory. So it realigns them to who yeah. they are compared to who he is. Yeah. And, and like, uh, I think I heard Michael say it once, like, you know, your song, like your song is not for everybody, but it's for somebody, Yeah, you know? And like, that's the kind of the same mentality one with the podcast, you know, with videos that I make, especially like passion projects, you know, it's like, this video isn't meant to impact everybody, yeah. but the people it does impact, you know, saying like that's who I'm doing it for, yeah. and things like that. So, and I think with um, one thing that I find interesting, and this is kind of like shifting gears, yeah. kind of, but one thing that I find interesting about artists is like you'll find a musician or you'll find you know somebody who paints or draws and things like that. Nine times out of ten, they have another creative outlet. Oh yeah. What is yours? What is your second creative outlet? What's your like 
well, you love music, but what, like, yeah. I love music, so even over, like, I love music, and I, when I was younger, like, video was very much that for me. Okay. So, like, Sony Vegas back in the day, like, I lived in that. That was, like, my... I made one video on Vegas. Did you? <laughs> that I was, like, it, did you hate it there? Well, it, it may have changed. I mean, I was, that was back... I mean, I, I was probably 18 to 20 back then, and I was doing that. So I, I started making them for, like, the youth group, and then uh-huh. we started, like, just going out and making random videos, whatever, my, whatever you know, popped into our mind, we went and did. Didn't you make Jerry 3000? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jerry 3000, we, again, like, so my, my vein was very, like, that comedic route. Like, uh-huh. But then uh, the other side of that, like, I loved making intense videos that called people to action. Yeah. Um, those like those are my those are my two like goals in that. But like the video thing, um, and then music came along, and like I I love I'm learning that I'm I'm I really enjoy designing spaces. Okay. Like with my wife, and we started working on the on the church here. Like interior design. Yeah, yeah, but not really. Okay. Not, not, it, it spreads like we because we started at the same time working on the church here, and I saw value in that. Mm-hmm. And then we started designing shirts, and I was uh. like, so like just this whole design philosophy of you could take a blank space and make it into something make it into something whether if it's a t-shirt whether if it's a room because my wife she's she's amazing at in any kind of design so really that's she kind of rubbed off on me on that but you know i i I would say if i and another thing that i really enjoy doing is is writing and i don't do enough of it like writing as in like book writing writing as in like um like book writing and like script writing oh like i like uh michael the video for vision sunday uh-huh. so writing that like that too because i love that it, like you sent me the audio and the video for that uh-huh. listen to it what in what emotion did it bring out and what words do you what hear was with the that? goal yeah. that michael wanted me to write and to write it down there and just really feel because mm-hmm. the words will bring yeah. that to bring it home oh, what are you yeah. trying to say yeah and so yeah i mean i i i've I started, you know, I've started writing a book like five times in my life. That's hard work, dude. Yeah, people <laughs> who write books, mad respect. It's insane, and, yeah. and how quickly they. Cause you're, I felt so. I've, I feel vulnerable when I'm making music because you're always, you know, there's, you're putting it out there. Uh-huh. I've never felt more vulnerable than when I was writing, you a know, book. A, a, with the idea of this is going to be book. a book. Yeah, yeah. because <laughs> I, I felt totally unqualified to do it. Uh-huh. Um, but then it's it's kind of like it's in there, it's stirring around, so. I mean, I, I, I've, I've considered myself over my life like I'm in everything, but mm-hmm. I feel like a master of none. And so it's kind of I, I've arrived in my at a point in my life a couple of years ago where, specifically like music, I was oh, like, God. that's my home base. Uh-huh. So let's learn how to play the guitar. Let's learn, you know, how to take care of your voice. How long have you been playing the guitar? Uh, I started playing guitar in 2016. Holy cow! Out of necessity, and you've already came that you've already came pretty far. <laughs> well, again, but that's because we, we were we were in Reynoldsburg. We just started that church. I had nobody to lead worship, and nobody like I was either playing piano or I was playing guitar. Mm-hmm. So I spent when I was preparing, I was learning chord formations. I was learning how just like I did piano, how it all works together, and just it's I I I don't have this moment where I was like, oh, I got it. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like you can it just feel starts how you're making moving. more sense. Yeah. yeah, how the like the rhythm. You're able to sing with what you're playing. Um, you're able to jump in with stuff that you wouldn't have been able to jump. It's yeah. this gradual thing. Um, but yeah, when I I, I, I years ago, I kind of came to this like this is what I am called to do. Yeah, it's this music aspect. So I'm going to start pouring myself fully into that. I still love to do the other creative things around there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think. I think that's probably the picture. And, you know, I, I have been 
I've been blessed in my life to have a lot of opportunities yep. to be around amazing people who do amazing work in their field. Uh-huh. And that's always inspiring to me. Yeah, I feel like Matt Hines has always been making yeah. bangers. Yeah. I don't I, think I've ever... No, not not once. You know, Matt, you're, you're great in what you do and watching how you work. And just over the years, whether it be in how somebody communicates. And what I find myself doing is want to use my skill set to support that. Uh-huh. And then also to say, like... I want to try my hand in that. Like, yeah. I'm not, not like a, might as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to say, like, it inspires me. Yeah. And I like being inspired. And I just, to see what, that's why I, I tried to hand letter like my wife one time. And it was, it was terrible. Yeah. But I did it. And, and I wrote some words and it was, she made fun of me. <laughs> but, but I was like, I tried. But you tried. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, I, cause like, I've even thought about getting into, I mean, obviously everybody around me, like Austin, like he's super into music. So yeah. I'm like, I, sure. Yeah. Like, let's just give it a shot. And so I just learned it enough to where now I can like understand it. Now I can like, yeah. now I can like incorporate the yes. feel of music yeah. into my video. And it's like, I'm not saying I'm a musician, but now like I understand the art of music. Yeah. Therefore my Which videos are now elevated. Your, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. because, or in, you know, maybe a painter is just like dives into music and yeah. they start feeling it. And so now every time they paint, they're listening to music and like now their art is a direct representation yeah. of what they were feeling while listening to the but song. I was just talking to somebody today and um, they were talking about, Hey, they made, they, they said it in jest. They were like, I, don't, I think uh, maybe I should learn how to play an instrument. And I was like, just pick up a guitar. Yeah. Like, you have no idea what's in you. Yeah. Unless you, you try. try. Yeah. And you know, I, that's my thing is I, I don't want to, I don't want to get to the end of my life. And I'm not saying I'm trying new things every day or, but like if something pulls mm-hmm. me for just a minute, I'd like, I want to try yeah. it out. Yeah. I mean, your, your, uh, your brother said this, uh, he says a lot of things, but <laughs> one was, uh, he was like, you don't, you never know your calling until you see it. Yeah. He's like, you don't know. Like, I didn't know that I was into video until I saw other people videoing, even yeah. though it was always there. I personally like had to come to that realization by seeing it, by trying it. Yeah. I was like, I think photography is cool. Let me take some classes. Yeah. And then I started doing it. I'm like, I really enjoy this. But you it's know? really important to, too because I feel like you in your in your, in your your journey and my journey, we had people who invested in us. Oh, yeah. I had tools that I would have never been able to accumulate myself. Yeah. And it's just, I do the same thing for my kids. I, I had somebody tell me one time their kids played instruments, and I said, how did you do that? And I was expecting some, like, we sat down and we did, you know, mm-hmm. lessons two times a week and it was not that at all yeah they said i, I said instruments are out and whenever they picked it up That's i let them you. play it and i'm seeing that in my specifically my oldest son right now who's 10 years old graham um he's playing the piano like dude he's balling out I, on the piano. like i'm shocked he i feel like he is picking it up quicker than i ever could uh-huh. earlier than i uh, ever and did. earlier yeah. yeah like so i'm i was like you know that's the first thing i did was send it to matt hines who's our music director here I was like, check this out. And he was yeah. like, whoa. You know, and I could show him something on the piano. He watches me. I walk away. And this is the part that I love about it. Uh-huh. I hear him making the mistakes. And he immediately starts over. And until he gets to Until it. he gets it all the way right. And then he keeps playing it all the way right. That's something I'm not teaching yeah. him it's per just, se. It's just in his it's head. It's in yeah. him and it's available to him. Uh-huh. And he wants to get it right. Yeah. You know, just like my, my son Oliver, he wants to learn how to play something too. But he's not to that age yet where, mm-hmm. you know, I can just sit him down and show him something. And leave him be. Yeah, you know, you gotta Gra- have to coach him through it yeah. a little more. Yeah, and Graham is at that age where he wants he wants it to yeah. be right. He's seeking it himself. Yeah, yeah. which is cool because he's and here's his school this year. He's taking violin lessons. Holy cow! Yeah, and he came he came home and said, I don't want to do it, and I'm like, why? <laughs> he said, well, because if you because they don't have to they're using the schools. He said, uh-huh. teacher said if I drop it, 
It's four hundred dollars. I said, don't worry about that. Yeah, we'll figure that we'll out. We'll figure that yeah. out because if I had a chance to learn violin when I was young, yeah, I would go back Violin's and jump a sweet all over it. Instrument, yeah, dude. So well, we were able to kind of keep him in it for now. Uh-huh. But it's it's kind of like that thing of even in that moment, I knew I was like, okay, well, what's your fear? Uh huh. Okay, tell me your fear. Tell me. Okay, don't worry about that. Don't yeah. worry about that fear. It's not like, a fear. We can solve that. Yes. Or, or what? Yeah. And, and like that's why I actually have like this. Like this is kind of like the public statement of like I have this like really wild dream of starting a coffee shop. Yeah. And I kind of mentioned that to you. Like, oh man, at, I'm I'm on a very important podcast then. Yeah, I have just the, put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like I have this ma- massive dream of uh, of of starting a coffee shop, all for the reason of providing a creative space for creative people. Yeah. Like. I want it to be this public outlet in every major city in the U.S. of here. Like you walk in and it's creative. Multiple yeah. reasons. One, the actual coffee itself. Whatever. Love coffee. Yeah. But it's like creative people come here to meet. Uh, like on Fridays, there's live music. Mm-hmm. Uh, like and, you know, every si- like every single month, the art gallery gets updated with local artists work to That's come awesome. get discovered. And it's like it like and I want all the way to like the clothing that's designed. Like I want to like hire a, a budding graphic designer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to hire some company to do right. it. Like I want the entire premise of the the company to be a built around giving people opportunity. It compliments every aspect of that it. That compliments yeah. every single aspect of it. And so it's like, I think without an opportunity, you know, none of us, no creative would be where they yeah. are. Like somebody had an opportunity to be where they are. And like everybody's continuously seeking that. Yeah. And because like people are like, oh, well, how are you successful? It's like, well, I had an opportunity. But what people forget is that it wasn't just handed to us on a silver platter. Right. It was preparation. And like I said this in the very, very first episode of the podcast was success is when opportunity meets preparation. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like I'm prepared. And as soon as that opportunity comes available, I'm jumping on it yeah. because I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I've yeah. been, yes, this is my moment. You know, you've been waiting on this chance. Yeah. to pay out what you've been putting the work yeah. in when nobody else sees and and, and some and sometimes like that opportunity doesn't look quite as like it's like well i wanted to like i want to get my work out there yeah and in my head it's somebody signed me and all this kind of stuff it's like no dude like youtube yeah post it on youtube yep like that's your opportunity like you know what i'm saying like there's so many like yeah and but you you probably think like me too because like i feel like one of the most important things that I can do because mm. somebody did this for me, like we're talking about, is be an opportunity giver. Yeah. I don't want to hog all of the opportunities myself yeah. on a Sunday morning, per se. Hog or knowledge, things yeah. like that. Yeah. I, if I can have somebody else sing something, I've already sang it. Like, let's give somebody else a yeah. chance because not only am I giving them a chance, it gives the people in the congregation uh-huh. a different perspective yeah. of something that they have heard yeah. from me before. Yeah. You know? Like Austin, like I'm sure he sang songs that you've already sung. Yeah. And it's just like, but it's just it's a fresh. different perspective. It's new. Yeah. It's like, and that's why every single photographer and things like that, like it, whenever I see cr- competition in the world of creativity, it bothers me so much because I'm like, <laughs> Nothing you could do, even if you did things, everything exactly the same as me, you will never achieve the same product as I do. Right. Like your product is for somebody else. My product is for somebody else. Like what I'm putting out is different than the next artist. There's thousands of musicians putting out music every single day. Yeah. But there's a reason why it's still achievable. Yeah. It's because there's a niche market. Like, so if I were to compete, if I were to like not share my knowledge because I feel like somebody's going to take my spot and all this kind of (laughs) stuff, it's like. 
what the crap? And it's crazy because <laughs> you'll never be able to predict it. Like, there's things that I see nowadays that are super popular. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what in the world's going on here? Like, yeah. just like weird. Like you said, there's, there's niche kind of things. Like, you would never think would be popular, but resonate with people somehow. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I would never think to ever compete with that. Or even if I could do that, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want to look like a like a copy of anything. Yeah. Because, like, that's a danger, too. If I'm trying to compete with you... And I'm trying to make the same product you now are. Now you look like a copy yeah. and you fail. We've all seen it before. Yeah. You've seen the original and you've seen something like it. Uh-huh. And it and it never matches the original. the original. Yeah. And I think there's something to say and like I take inspiration from. Yeah. Right? Like you find, you know, I don't know, a piano run that you just love that somebody right. else did. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I got to incorporate that somehow. Right. But because that's like you're just pulling that one thing from that guy and then you pull another thing from yep. another guy. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like this combination of all these things that you've learned now becomes you. Yeah. That's like, one of the first, when I meet a new musician or a new vocalist, one of the first questions I ask them is, who are your influencers? Yeah. Because it's, we are, like it or not, and how we say this, we are a compiler mm-hmm. of all those who came, a compiler, I should say, of all those who came. And we took what we wanted from each of those gardens uh-huh. and we applied them to yeah. our talent and our, our, you know, who we are today. Yeah. We're a product of like what we experience. And that's why, like, the premise of this podcast is I have knowledge. I want to share it. I don't have all the knowledge, but what I do have, I want to share. Yeah. Cause it's like, might as well get other people up to, you know, where I am in, in a sense. And like, now we all get to run together. Yeah. But then also like the information you're telling me, like I'm not a musician. Therefore, like what you're telling me is all new information. So one <laughs> I'm learning right. and it's like, might as well let other people learn too. Yeah. Cause it's like, and so now instead of you having to have this conversation with 50 other people, it's yeah. like they can just listen. Perspective and, is like, I don't know, the lifeblood of creativity anyway. Like if if, uh-huh. if I see the way that you see yeah. things and I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. I, there's actually, so many different ways that this can be approached. Like not, you know, there's so many people that know so much and it's like, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. So why don't I just learn the most I can out of those around me and yeah. apply it to my medium? Yeah, and then, yeah, and, like, well, actually, I said this in the last one, but, like, it it, it, it applies to this, and I don't know if you heard it, so that's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Is um, perspective, or I'm sorry, for the, for the photos and the videos that I take or the music that you make is a direct translation of what's going on in my head and what I look, and, and how I look at the world around me. Yeah. And so it's, like, the music you make, like, it being different, and if you truly do it in an art sense, then it's... Like, it's just your perspective, yeah. you know? Like, it's it's not going to be, um, I don't know, like, every single photo that I look at, even if it's the same photo of, you know, the Columbus skyline that every every photographer right. and their mother's taken, right. it's like, but now it's my turn to go take it. Like, right. it's now my turn to, like, let you see it through, like, It's Ashton's a rite of passage, eyes. too. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, when you release a song and it's like, oh, well, you know, that, that chord progression's been done before. Yep. I don't really know how that would work. But in the sense of like, oh, it has, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, like this stuff has been. Oh, I've seen this before, but it's like this song done through a different worship leader, done yeah. through a different artist, is their perspective on this song. It's yeah. their emotion on this song, things like that. So, yeah, we well, do love that when you hear other arrangers doing a di- different artists doing a different arrangement of oh, the same song. Yeah, it's almost like it brings it back to life again. And I can't tell you how many times that I've spent days working on a melody that I thought was sweet and uh-huh. fresh and new. And then that one time it hit me, this is like from an 80s song that everybody knows. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it is, like, ah, it somehow yeah. got from my brain to my hands and I thought it was original and yeah. it absolutely is not. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> well, David, 
think that's all the time we have for today. I've had a great time. It was good. It was yeah. a good convo. I mean, <laughs> th- this 51 minutes flew by. It really did. It really did. That was, that was. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I'll have you on again. I actually I have this really interesting idea, and it might be like I want to have two people on yeah. and record it. Like live record it, and it, that's a whole concept in itself. But like I'm actual like video, it. like yeah. video. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll explain that in another day. So you might be back on. Cool. But uh, I love it. Thank you everybody for listening. Make sure you share it. All of the links to David's stuff, including the feelings YouTube, is going to be in the show notes. Make sure that you share this. Tune in next week when I learn how to weld a tree back together.